0: Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
1: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today, we're going to welcome back Don Otvos to the very first episode of our new monthly series that we're calling RevTech Reactions. In this series, Don and I will be digging into the latest trends coming from the front lines of the exploding RevTech space. Joining us is Don Otvos himself, who is the VP of Business Development at Lean Data, which provides modern revenue orchestration for today's growth leaders. And today for our very first topic, Don and I are gonna be talking about RevTech, best of breed versus monolith. Okay, here's my conversation with Don Otvos, the VP of Business Development at Lean Data. Don, our first trend up for discussion is the slow but steady consolidation of the RevTech stack. Somewhere I'm hearing Scott Brinker scream bloody murder. <laughs> and what he's saying <laughs> is that the number of MarTech applications has increased 5,000% since 2011. Guys, that's actually, I think, underestimating, right? So what we're not talking about, Don, here is a lack of choice. Mm. What we're talking about here is that some key elements of the sales ops, marketing ops, rev ops. Stack is beginning to consolidate in front of our eyes. And specifically, we're seeing Zoom Info gobble up other best of breed companies to present a single all-encompassing platform. That's really the trend we're talking about. Sure. So sorry, Scott. We're, we're not saying there's not a lack of choices. We're saying we're seeing some consolidation in key places. So what are you kind of experiencing with this, Don? Right, you know, you, you've made an interesting change recently. You went from head of RevOps at Lean Data, seriously, the best RevOps org, pretty much anywhere. I wish we could give ourselves awards at the (laughs) opstars event. We just can't. To being the head of business development. So you've gone from inside out to outside in in a big way. So what do you say?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it and, you know, I've always, I've always been very much a big proponent of using the best of breed of what's out there to make your tech stack able to handle the growth that you're going to see in your startup, right? You don't, you don't see the ability with a lot of companies that are those monoliths to be able to scale quickly with an organization and adapt to growth that happens within an organization. So as people look at that there's something that I would call tech confetti, right? Like there's always something new and shiny and and like hey, we're going to be able to do XYZ for you. You're not doing XYZ, are you? You're doing TWX, you know. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to go I got to go buy this new thing. And so that reaction of, of, you know, getting everything in your tech stack that you can. I think I shared a stat with you recently. There was a, I forget where I saw the, the stat that said there's on average, 80 different pieces of technology in a, in a modern rev stack. There's 80 different vendors that you're, that you're working with to have that best of breed tech stack in your organization. And, you know, that tends to present some challenges. And I think, I think that's why people are like, wow, okay, I'm tired of having 80 vendors. I want to go, I, I now want to go to the monolith because I don't want to deal with all these renewals that keep coming up. You know, I just want to do one. I want to have one vendor. You know, it's almost like a zombie effect of being pummeled by having all these things in your tech stack. And what do what you have to deal with when that happens?
1: I think that's a pretty, a pretty solid and let's even use the word compelling argument as to why a revenue leader would say thumbs up to a RevOps person or, or maybe actually push that RevOps person to say, yes, yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to take on a single vendor because you're right. And I was actually done. I can't remember the source either, but I was sort of blown away by it. I think the latest number I saw was 60 was the typical size. So that's obviously increased. And I think the number is actually 85, which is absolutely mind bending, right? There are 85 applications, the average RevTech stack, and they're not talking to each other. Correct, right? There's this promise of, let's say you're a Salesforce CRM client. There's this idea that there's a kind of singular Salesforce platform, force.com platform with the applications that all work well together. It's a consistent code base. There's consistent standards, but they're not talking to each other, right? They're not connected. It's not a platform, if you will. It's a platform in the sense that I've got a common code base and common standards, And so into that will be people that will fill the gap. I think the first is Zoom Info. I think rightly they have identified that organizations have a particular set of applications that, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, they want to connect, if you will. But what Zoom Info is offering, and guys, this is not a Zoom Info conversation. It's not a Zoom Info episode. It just happens to be that Zoom Info is really the first to recognize this opportunity and head into the market with it. And what they're saying is, look, you can have a single invoice. It's pretty compelling. We're going to take six or seven of your most important applications, put them under one roof, right? And you're going to be able to have, if you will, some portion of your stack retired, and it's more easily managed. Now, the flip of that, Don, in my opinion, is, and again, I will admit, Don, let's admit, we compete with ZoomInfo. Let's just say that right now. We're biased.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I can give you. There's so many other examples if you stop and think about it. Look at look at Salesloft, right? Salesloft has got it. They went and got uh, Note Ninja for voice recording. They went and got Costello for deal management and forecasting. You know, Gong is another example. Gong has has now expanded. They did. They started in voice recording. Now they're expanding into Clary's territory of, of doing forecast management. You know, all of these startups that that are singular singularly successful in one thing, have to go out and expand in order to continue to justify their valuations. And I think I think the example of ZoomInfo is kind of the end stage of that, right? Like they're, they're now a public company, they, they got to justify their valuation, how do they do it? I got to expand into new markets, I got to acquire Chorus, I got to go acquire Ringlead, I got to go find these other pieces of tech that I can tack on to what I'm offering in order to then charge my customer more and drive that ARR to drive that valuation to the market.
1: And that's fair. And Don, and we, could, we can grab exactly as an example of, of a company that went through this. This is not necessarily our space, but sales performance management didn't exist when they started. And through organic and inorganic means, they created a category by acquiring other companies that fit into that space. So it's an understood tactic. And I think what, what has Zoom Info, I think, top of mind, aside from the fact they're competitors, let's just, again, let's acknowledge their competitors. And I think I want to be do everything I can to make sure we're, we're as unbiased as we can be. And I hope we're doing that because what we're describing here ultimately is why it's compelling and why it should be considered, right? And I think what they've done is they've said, look, there are four or five applications that are in the standard RevTech stack against which our core product provides a lot of benefit. So they're not randomly grabbing apps, right? They're saying the core, the core of your RevTech stack is data. That's their play, right? Yep. What we're saying is, is that the best play? And then, I, you know, I, we said this when we were, we were chatting earlier, Don, we were talking about, like, for a rev leader, it makes tons of sense. Like, so, so our CRO, Steve, if he weren't in the guts of what we do, he'd be like, Don, why, why did you have eight applications? Well, you could just have one, Right but let's flip it, Don, let's flip it. What does that look like to a RevOps leader? What does that look like to a RevOps leader who's got that now combination of products that, by the way, aren't connected? What does that look like?
0: Do I want to succeed or do I want to survive, right? Like if I just want to keep my job and coast along and and never be featured in OpStars as a, a leader in RevOps, I will probably take the path of least resistance, which is going to be the monolithic you know, IBM, you know, no one ever got fired for buying IBM, right? That was like one of their classic taglines, right? But if I want to succeed, if I want to be a star, if I want to innovate in my role, I'm going to go out and pick the best of breed, which in most cases, I mean, 90% of the time, you're not going to find a monolith that goes and acquires the top piece of tech in that stack, right? Because if that is a top, piece of tech in a stack it's probably gone beyond the valuation of a monolith being able to acquire it so what ends up happening is these monolith monoliths end up buying these very you know inferior less than best of breed solutions that tack on to their you know technology rev stack and then try to push that through the door of the people that just want to survive to the CRO that says, I want one bill. I don't care about having the top rev tech stack in my field. I just want the, the path of least resistance. I don't wanna have to go manage eight vendors, 10 vendors, 80 vendors. I want, you know, five. And, and the, so that, that's, that's where you see where someone might take the path of, of going with a monolith versus, you know, trying to build the best of breed and, and be able to really make their organization shine for what they're doing in RevOps.
1: Okay, I'm going to quote Scott Brinker again. I'm going to quote his source material rather. And I'm going to remind folks, when Scott Brinker, and if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, you've seen his stuff, right? He's got the, I think it's called the Martech 5000. But he started effectively mapping all the different applications back in 2011. And at that time, I think we were in the hundreds. And now we are up to, and this is two years ago, 8,000 applications, right? This is MarTech, by the way, it's not FinTech. This is MarTech. And we're, we're adopting the term RevTech to cover it in some other categories. So let's say that's 9,000 applications, right? So there's no lack of choice. And guess what? There's always an application to scratch that itch that's happening somewhere out there in your operations, right? There's always something out there. So guess what? There is no way that ZoomInfo has the horsepower, has the capital power, to acquire all the applications in your portfolio or anybody else to your point. Don, you mentioned other folks that are consolidating because they need to grow. So I think in, in many ways for me, it is, and I've seen this play out before. We've seen this play out before. We're gray-haired, old rev tech and tech veterans. We've seen it. We saw it with SAP. We saw it with Oracle, right? We see it still with Adobe, right? They're out there rolling up companies. We're not saying it's, it's a bad trend. There's some benefit to it. And typically that's because they're trying to fill a gap. I think what I'm saying, Don, I don't know if you agree, it's that there is absolutely no way that one vendor can represent your RevTech stack well. And if they can, I wanna see them. Show me who these folks are, right? And it's not
0: just that. Monoliths tend to not be innovators either, right? And so again, like if you, if you want to have the best of breed that's out there and do, and do innovative things, you're probably not going to go with the monolith at the end of the day. You know, you're going to go out there and find somebody who is the best in their niche and work with them to really integrate with your stack in a way that's going to make it sing.
1: Okay. I have to do this, Don. I have to do this. And is I want us to make an argument for a Zoom info or a Drift or anybody else that's out there consolidating. And I just want to make a run at it here, Don, because I have to say sure. it's a valid argument. It is. Because think about what they're doing, here's my argument, ready? What they're doing along with Drift and others and and what exactly did years and years ago is they're effectively saying, we're gonna put all these applications under one UI and you're gonna be able to navigate with a good old burger and a side nav, you're gonna be able to navigate all the different applications within, right? That's a little easier, right? And, And I have to say a single invoice and right now guys, the pricing isn't bad, right? They're really trying to discount on some of their best of breed applications they've rolled up. So you're getting a discount and everything, not everything, but several applications now under, now under one roof. That's compelling. That's interesting.
0: It is. And the other, the other thing that I think, at least from, from my perspective, is, you know, it, it's one expiration date on your invoice, right? Like I'm only having to renew something. One, I'm only renewing one thing and try, instead of trying to renew 50 things. And, and I can tell you, having gone through renewal cycles in RevOps many, many times, it's a time suck, and it is difficult to have to negotiate, renegotiate, work with your finance team, get the pricing approved, you know, go through that whole cycle of renewing a tech vendor over and over and over again when if, hey, if I can have just one vendor, wow, tell me more, right? I'm, if I, I don't you know there's a benefit to that for sure.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that for anybody that's made that decision out there that's listening in today, we're not your scold. We understand why. And I think I think ultimately, Don, if you agree, what we're saying is there's probably some role for consolidation in your stack. It probably does make some sense. And especially if you're in a spot where data is the end-all, be-all for you. In other words, you've got high-velocity inbound, and enriching that data is really key. And you know your ability to rapidly enrich, and you have a low transaction amount And you've got some basic nominal capabilities you need in terms of routing information across your stack. Like, It's a good choice. It's not a bad choice. And I gotta tell you, you were probably paying $180,000 a year with those applications separated. You're probably paying $100,000 a year right now. Now mind you, there's a land grab happening folks, right? So those discounts you're getting right now, they're gonna dematerialize in the future. But overall I'd say it makes sense in certain circumstances. So we're not trying to scold anybody and again, we're lead data employees guys. So we have a certain bias here. We believe in something slightly different. But I would say it makes sense for certain parties. It makes sense. so hey, I'm not going to scold them, Tom. What's your take on that?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's the argument of, of growth versus efficiency, right? Like like if you're just if you're going for growth, you want to have that flexible tech stack, you're going to go with the best of breed. you know, if' you're, if you're looking for efficiency, you're, you're probably going to gravitate towards having that single invoice. You know, not having to spend cycles on doing renewals, you know, being okay with just good enough and having that single UI and hopefully a good experience, you know, that's probably the path you're going to take.
1: All right. Well, Don, we didn't argue as much as I hoped on this topic. I feel like we're a little <laughs> bit too aligned on this front, but I, I think I'll, I'll wrap things up and, and just say that what we're talking about here ultimately is can we put ourselves as revenue leaders and as RevOps professionals in the best possible spot? in terms of, exactly as you said it, as in terms of growth versus efficiency. And that's really up to everybody out there to make those decisions. But I would say over time, folks, your application stack's not going to shrink. It was 65 apps not that long ago. It's up to 85. So I certainly understand if people are leaning into creating connected stacks. Very true. All right. Dylan, thanks for being on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Don Afos, VP of Business Development at Lean Data, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Don and I are going to dig in and talk about the Connected Rev Tech Stack. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Don, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Donny O D O N N Y O, or visit his company website, our company website at leandata.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.